This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, standing six foot two, 295 pounds, maybe 294 because he rode a Peloton for the first time today. Uh, standing six foot two from the south shore of Nassau County, it's the number one fuck boy, Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me. Joining me as always in the High Mighty Studios, my new side coast, Arthur Gamers. Arthur, give him a shout out. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studio, the guy has been on this podcast a lot. We've been on uh, podcasts together a lot. We've been on stage together a lot. It's the I almost just called you the Grand Wizard, but that's like <laughs> 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 my I'm his wizard's Click. apprentice. <laughs> Skip Sean to the Conroy. next episode, baby. <laughs> Gets happier. I got Sean Conroy. Hello, hello, hello. It's so funny when you said here comes the intro, I thought you were going to play something <laughs> and you actually sat back for a second as if you were going to like you kind of relaxed for a second and sat back. But now I realize you were just gathering yourself <laughs> so you had the energy to do that. I had to go Super Saiyan to scream yeah. that bullshit at the top of my lugs. Yeah. Oh, Conroy. Great to see you. Great to have you, bud. Great to see you, too. Great yeah, to be here. Uh, it's been a minute for the listeners. You and I have engaged quite a bit because right. our favorite show of all time, a show we did 10 or 11 episodes about on High and Mighty that Sean is there for most of is now on HBO Max and people are messaging me finally. Yeah. Screamed about it's, it. For it's fucking- back on the radar all of a yes, sudden. Yes. I'm so happy for the cast, the crew, for Tropper, for everyone because now we can. I think people will discover Banshee a bunch because Cinemax, I think, was the limiting factor previously. Not for guys right. like Who you and I. Who the hell has Cinemax? <laughs> you I have mean, to yeah. be at least 39 and into <laughs> right. action movies and softcore. Right. <laughs> Which is <me. laughs> Bingo, my, my Venn diagram. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not into rom-coms or hardcore pornography. <laughs> I like softcore and action, baby. Yeah. But it's so already people who i've been telling about the show for years like the people you know will like it like the other action movie heads like mm-hmm. my friend david just texted me he goes i'm finally starting banshee holy shit you're right i go watch three episodes make it through three episodes and then if you still like like the mma fights the the selling point and he was yeah. like that just, is the clincher yeah he's like just finish that dude <laughs> he's like that's right, why i'm right, texting right. you and then at like 11 p.m. last night, I got a text. It's like, holy shit, the albino fight. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many specific highlights. Well, it's funny because I teach a pilot writing class and I, it's a comedy, you know, sitcom class. And I still once in a while have them watch a dramatic pilot that I like. Uh, and so one one class I had them watch Banshee. Very premise pilot. Very premisey pilot. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly why is because you have to see the backstory to understand the story. I hate premise pilots. I hate it when they go like, this is how the crew got together. It's like, it's always so boring. But with Banshee, you have to see all that 
to understand how this guy ended up there and why it's so complicated. And <laughs> what was it is funny, complicated. <laughs> yeah. And what was funny was the the reaction of the students was not good to the pilot of that show. Like they, it, it was too cheesy. It was, you know, the sex was stupid, the, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, you guys are wrong. You're never going to make it in this business, you know? See, like, I, I think what you're touching on here is a little generational too. I feel like, Cheesy was like part of TV for our entire life. You know what I mean? Like now right. it's like TV is fucking art. And it's like for us, TV was cheesy. They did do holiday episodes of like the A team. You know what I mean? Like right. it was like <laughs> the sh TV was dumb. And but also, I also think that with a show like Banshee, because I heard that from people this iteration too, uh, you know, as people are watching it on HBO Max and like, People from our, well, our, I say our, from from my generation and your generation, our generations, because we're different, uh, but, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, but, uh, we're on the older side of society. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but uh, but uh, people were saying, oh, you know, whatever. And it's like, I, I think th the thing that I like about that show is that it's completely 100% on purpose. Like, yes, it's, it's a, it, it's supposed to be wild and fun and ridiculous and absurd and that's what's enjoyable about it not they're not trying to be cool the way some shows were in the 70s and 80s and failing miserably at right 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 it's more like and i and i love these shows growing up and i think we'll be talking about a lot of different old uh, hour long action tv shows but it reminds me of hercules and xena uh -huh. you know where you were like they know that this is like funny that we're making. It's like it's not like she, the the mythology of uh, Hercules is very important to this show. It was just like, no, isn't this fun? She like does a flip. It's tongue in cheek. Like you know, it's so clearly this and blank. Like, and that's what I think Banshee does well. And a lot of my favorite programming these days, I was saying this to someone. My favorite movies seem to be made by people who love the same type of movies as I do, uh -huh. and I feel like. When TV shows are being made, we're like, no, no, we're just trying to make blah. We're just trying to have. And I think that's why the success of The Mandalorian, you can like track it back to that, too, because The Mandalorian, if you're a fan, is. I haven't seen it, unfortunately. Oh, shit. Oh, we got to get you my Disney Plus login so you can yes, check it out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you would like it because it's just like. Kung Fu, the legend continues. It's like he travels. It's a Western. He travels from town right. to town. And then there's like a loose narrative like Banshee, but then there's still monster of the week, adventure of the week, heist right. of the week episodes. And it's just like, that's a classic structure that fucking works. And then map star Wars specifics over the whole thing. And it's fucking <laughs> absolutely I, I, my, one of my, the most my, popular shows of all time. <laughs> my feeling like with Banshee and with shows, you know, shows like that, that I watch is Instead of sitting down, because, you know, believe me, I'm 100% appreciative of art TV shows as well, but with a show like Banshee, I feel like the writers sit down and go, what's the most fun way we can possibly tell this story and the most fun we can have with it along the way? And I appreciate I that instead of being like, this is serious shit. We need to take it seriously. Right. And know? that, and then also, and we, and we have a little bit of inside Hollywood, uh, inside baseball, uh, 
we interviewed Tropper, so the creator of Banshee. So we know he's a martial arts guy. He grew up doing martial arts and he wanted to make an action show. And they care about the fight choreography and they care oh. about the stunts and they don't care so much about trying to be cool or be like an right. interesting esoteric show. And I think their focus is just in the right place where it's like, look, we're going to make badass characters. We're going to create out of a whole cloth, a badass character who just arrives and you have, and our main badass character fights that main bad, that new badass person. And it's a good uh, fight. And you're happy. Immediately, for yeah. Immediately. When you say that, I think of two very specific episodes on that show. I mean, there were so many great ones, but the first two that pop into my head are the British guy who compares himself to hood on that show. And they have a, the street fight they fight in the middle fight of the street in the highway yeah, yeah in the and middle he's of the like highway a, and he's like a jason statham ripoff yeah he's exactly. just like exactly like he's, he's like a, a, he's an assassin basically he's a stud and... bald british guy with a five o'clock shadow and it's like yes. just like sheriff hood is because he's like our americans even though he's not american he's and the guy team. even says i think i mean i haven't seen it in so long but i feel like he says something like you and i are both the same we're different from everybody else or something <laughs> right. like yeah, that yeah. you know <laughs> it makes total sense that's a great fucking fight from that but it, but a great like you know there, there's there's such good little things like at one point you know they're fighting in the middle of the highway and the truck is about to come and run them over or, or run him over i can't even remember but somehow it misses him at the last second like Instead of just doing the normal thing of like, oh, they get hit by a truck. It's like it just misses him. And then he later and I'm sorry, spoiler, spoiler alert, you know, uh, don't listen. But Sheriff he, Hood dies. <laughs> end of the lead of the show dies in season uh, episode six. <laughs> no, but the guy gets decapitated by another truck a moment later. You right, know, right. Like, uh, <laughs> so cool. And then the other one I'm thinking of is the guy in the truck. Do you remember that bad guy on that show? That's the wasn't the big heavy set guy who had like the mobile office in the yes yes you episode. don't even realize at first and then you realize <laughs> yeah, that, that he's in an 18 wheeler like he's... that's been moving the whole time yes. they just keep cutting to the interior of his office and it's like comic book shit but yeah. it's played in the world of reality right the banshee is the titular town in pennsylvania that the show takes place and the show banshee pennsylvania for those of you who don't know i don't know anything about the real banshee but this banshee or if is, there even is a real banshee it's the most diverse criminal enterprises to ever work together. It's like, Again, it was like, Native what are the American, most fun things we can have there? Yeah. Yeah. It's Native American bad guys. There's uh, Italian bad guys, Amish bad guys, black bad guys, Latino bad guys, biker bad guys. There's a biker attack at an Amish farmer's market. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> there's so much shit in the show that makes it like G.I. Joe, where it's like the, there's a group of Amish like mafia that yeah. square off against like the native uh, mafia and then in later seasons and uh, this is not a spoiler there's just a full-on commando army base yeah. also in Banshee top Earth secret Land. like <laughs> like special forces base yeah. right nearby um but even that like I, I feel like that was the that was the episode where they shot there was one episode they did where everybody had like a gopro on and the whole yeah. episode was shot through their gopros <laughs> so even that it was like what's the most fun way we can have these guys attack this uh you know commit this robbery or whatever yeah. it fucking it's it rules it's such a cool thing mm -hmm. um I think my love of action, obviously my love of action TV stems from loving action movies as a kid and then having that sort of 
any port in the storm mentality of trying to watch TV in a pre streaming pre uh, like no like DVR, nothing. Our, the childhood was like, this is the five things that are on TV right now. Mm-hmm. Dig in on one of them. So as a kid, you'd be like, oh, at least the A team might have guns or a car crash. And it's like, I'll put that on. And then you watch. If you're a fucking 10-year-old watching the A team, the highlight is the credits. A lot of these shows, like we talk about this on Action Boys, Knight Rider, A Team, these MacGyver, these are shows where the credits are so much better than the show. Because itself. you see all the highlights of the stuff they do. Yeah, you see all the yeah. third acts from right. <laughs> 10 episodes. Previous episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you watch a 44-minute MacGyver episode. <laughs> it takes you like, oh, this explosion with a mm-hmm. surgical glove blowing the fire extinguisher is happens in minute 40. <laughs> like, right. It's all that. It's a lot of dialogue. Seconds. Yeah. Yeah. There's only that's all they had the budget for. Michael Knight only jumps one barrel with Kit, but you think you're like watching the whole show, hoping and it's like, no, in this episode, he's undercover as a masseuse. And you're like, I don't give a fuck about this. Right. But those are the like the shows were so cheap, you know. Fucking A team is is like live action G.I. Joe, just thousands of rounds fired per episode. No one's ever hit. The rounds are like melted down nails from a construct they're always uh taken kit like taken kidnapped kidnapped taken and like <laughs> put in like all right you're in this random factory that has a bunch of different <laughs> i guess we're gonna have to build a gun out of a sawhorse <laughs> and a and a tube so frequently just armoring yeah. up some vehicle to drive right. through something and firing at people i love it yeah <laughs> love i love it when a plan I, I, comes together i was trying to think about because because for me i mean again i'm older than you so i think for me my and i never we we did not have cable tv when i was a kid i was not first of all i didn't have cable and second of all i was wasn't allowed to watch TV for the most part. Damn. Um, we would get the TV guide, not the TV guide, but from the newspaper, whatever the the weekly supplement in the Sunday paper was with the TV listings. And we had to decide at the beginning of the week what were the two hours that we wanted to watch that we were allowed to watch that week. That was the rule oh, shit. in my house. Talk about and, game of gamifying stuff. Next thing you know, like, <laughs> and you have a lot of siblings, right? I have four younger brothers. Yeah. Um, so it was hard well, enough with two younger brothers and having to choose TV. But I, but I think by the time some of the younger ones came along, the, those rules had gone out the window. Oh but, yeah, that sounds about. That sounds. That's some. We can do a whole episode about being the oldest brother. Where oh you're like, boy! Oh, so we're allowed forever. to smoke yeah. pot now? <laughs> yes. I, I was grounded for fucking two years. <laughs> I was grounded once when I was 19 years old. Like that's, <laughs> Dude, I got grounded you know? when I was 16 and I had a 17-year-old girlfriend. I'm like, I can't come over for a month. Yeah. And we're having sex. <laughs> I'm like, I just started having sex like three months ago and I got to take a month off. I All I can think about is fucking. <laughs> I, like, I look back at that and I'm like, I was 19 years old and I let them get away with saying, you are grounded for the week. You can't do these <laughs> things. And I'm like, how did I even? But anyway, I think for me, it was, it started with star trek like that was the first show that i was obsessed with and of course there were always you know those kirk fist fights on on star trek yes, of like, like the, yeah the doughy always, haymaker fights yeah he would always like hit people over the back with both hands like this yeah, the axe handle um, from uh, wrestling my dad one time said Johnny, do yourself a favor. Don't ever intertwine your fingers when you go to hit somebody. Because he said he did it in a fight when he was younger and 
sprained broke his fingers. fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, which totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah, of course. He goes, go like this. I'm like, oh, right, right, still right. do it. <laughs> um, and then for for a long time after that, I mean, you know, it feels long now. It, pr- it probably wasn't that long at the time. Uh, the big ones for me, and again, this was the '70s, were Chips. Hell yeah. And Dukes of Hazard. Like those were the two shows that we watched every fucking week when they were on. You know? Yeah. Cars, man. Cars, yeah. motorcycles, that shit. And that chips, shit activates- every episode of Chips started. I could be wrong about this, but this is how it seems in my head. Every episode of Chips started with a giant freeway pile up like it was just you know somebody would somebody would crash into somebody then another car would come along and drive up onto that car and drive on its side for a while and then a truck would skid in from behind I and it love was just that like shit. metal you know, carnage you know and you know it's like guys we need to have a crash this week let's get the stunt team they're thinking they maybe want to do a semi-trailer it's like oh that's great let's do it do me do a semi-trailer like a few episodes oh yeah let's forget <laughs> let's do a school bus get the school right, bus right, out. right, yeah. right. <laughs> hollow out the school bus or whatever yeah yeah I, although i have to say unlike a show like banshee where there is so much attention paid to those details I feel like on a show like Chips, they were like, we did that. We did do it this season, but it was like four episodes let's ago. Just so let's just yeah. do it again. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, funny you mentioned Chips and Dukes of Hazard because you're you're right. We're close in age, but that's our age difference. But those shows were still running when I'm watching the next generation of shows uh-huh. and still and any port in the storm you know i have right. an hour that i can watch tv today in between my mom and because i have no agency in my life because i'm a child and it's like <laughs> and it's like oh what's on right now is dukes of hazard and you're like well this is better than like clicking through or oprah or news or or sports so right. i you find yourself watching a lot of those shows like gilligan's island i watched so much of as a child because it was just mm-hmm. like this is always on and watching TV was better than like engaging with the outdoors or your friends right. you, or you, whatever. <laughs> you didn't have you. There was nothing else to watch, so that was the thing that was gonna. Key. It wasn't like you could just pick up your iPad and scroll through a bunch of movies or right, whatever. Right. And it's like I'm eight years old, being like, I Gilligan's Island is fun. I guess. <laughs> like I'm like, why and, do and, I like? And this? they did some great, great action stuff on Gilligan's Island. That was, uh... <laughs> they made a radio out of coconuts. I, they, they shit <laughs> got so heightened by the end. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what's missing. Like, I feel like a lot of the hour longs that are being made now are like personality driven, like mystery of the week of like it's and I don't watch these shows. So I apologize if some of these are actually I'm sure you're talking about network television. Right yeah, the now. network hour longs right now, yeah. like shit like the blacklist where it's like we get James Spader, we create this fun character and we you know pay him a fortune and shoot shoot him weekly like the men (laughs) like a lot of these procedurals fit but they're less action based they're less not not action yeah it's more it's more suspense thriller or something yeah it's more crime of the mystery mystery. yeah Yeah, it's like more solving because it's lower budget i I mean costs less to do that than it does do big action sequences but unless the mystery you're solving is is how do you blow this shit up yeah how exact we have to get to the bottom of how we blow up this ship full of fireworks Ooh, hit me right in the feels. Feels premium CBD, that is. 
Feels, F-E-A-L-S, is a CBD that naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Put a few drops under your tongue. Uh, I do a few drops in the morning with my cold brew and then a few drops at night with some other pre-bed ritual stuff. Um, if you're like overwhelmed by the idea of CBD, which is still possible in 2021, uh, feels offers a CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. No hangovers, no addictions. It's all natural, blah, 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 blah. You know, all that fun stuff that you've heard me scream about time after time on this. And I am a fan. I highly recommend you join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you could pause or cancel anytime. Become a member and get 50% off your first order. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash mighty and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's feels.com slash mighty. These show, I feel like not shows I can only like a show I want to watch, but I know I'll be let down by is like Navy SEALs or SEAL team, whatever the like the David Boreans like. Right. TBS. Well, I mean, to, to, to that point, we both did watch a little bit of that show. I think it was a History Channel show. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And it was just uh, like about the drama of being a Navy SEAL. <laughs> and, and, and that was what was so interesting about that show to me was not that it was good but that they were trying so hard to make it more than an action show. In other yeah. words, instead of just making it like the SEALs go and they rescue this guy or they shoot these people or they do, you know, it was like, this is what this guy's home life is like. Yeah, and, this and is one why of his he's teammates fucked up is fucking it. his yeah. wife and he's divorced. Right. It's like, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not what I'm looking for. And I'm looking for that, but that's got to be the secondary thing. The first thing I want is flashbangs, blanks being fired, <laughs> right. doors uh, doors being breached with shotguns. Like, that's the shit I'm tuning in for. And and I feel like if you're going to do that dramatic stuff, it has to be done. It That does have to be the first thing you're doing. Like, that can't be an add-on because it just makes it look stupid, which right. was the problem with that show was like, it's not just all this action stuff. It's also this serious drama stuff, you know, yeah, right, right. <laughs> which is, which is hard to pull off by itself, much less as a secondary thing to <laughs> right, now we have to go to Kriatvia yeah. in Eastern Europe <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> kill these guys who've got a rogue nuke out there. Right, right. Now you, you are that hypothetical phrase you threw out for a plot line does remind me of another one of our favorites. <laughs> I know what you're going to so, say. <laughs> it's such a lobbed because we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking around a show that is the show we wanted to watch, and that's Strike Back on Cinemax, yes. <laughs> yes. which is very similar to Banshee, but blown up to like a global level. And it's like guns instead of fist fights. Really? It's like, right. I, and it's and, a lot and of blanks and grenades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's, it's a lot there's of no, blown there's up almost trucks no story. in random yeah. deserts. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not like they have to go to the casino and stop these guys or rescue these guys. It's just they're they're focused on 
who's the next group of people that we need to you won't murder. believe what middle eastern guy got a nuke now yes. <laughs> guess what that nuke is now in the hands of a random eastern european guy they kill and, him now the and nuke- it turns out those guys are involved with a bigger syndicate <laughs> exactly. that may be partially global <laughs> and then of course and there's a mole inside strike back <laughs> every time. What is it? What were they called themselves? Section 20, 20. section 20. Every yeah. time it'd be like, someone's a mole inside of 20. It's like, <laughs> we're on our own. It was like ghost protocol over yeah. and over. They played that plot line every season. And I but didn't I, even but care. I will say for that show, the thing that I appreciated that, cause that show lasted nine seasons. That's so nuts. And there's like, because I watched a few seasons, then there was like a prequel season that the BBC right. did, and then they re- they did a few more seasons with a new cast, and that's when Shark the Shark had been jumped in my book. right. I well, still, that's what I, I was going to say episode. is what I what I appreciated that about that show not so much while I was watching it, but when I started to watch a little bit of those later seasons, is I think the thing that really had that sh- or that really worked for me on that show was not just the action level. But just the rapport between those two guys, like their their sort of rivalry, friendship, buddy, cop kind of thing. I mean, they weren't cops, obviously, but but that was the, the dynamic the charisma like, that those two guys had. Why don't you do the hand to hand this? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, like, why don't yeah. you do the fist fighting this time, Conroy? Oh, why? Because I lost last time. Like that kind of yeah, yeah, dumb yeah. alpha kind of. Jo- and I love. And it. then and then they tried to do that with. I mean, obviously, that's all of those shows try to do that with everybody. But they tried to do that in later seasons with different guys, and it just did not it wasn't work the same. at all. You know? I will say, I like the Kiwi or Aussie woman uh, with, from with the later the weird, seasons, the short with the brunette. weird haircut. Yeah. yeah, with like the half. The yeah, half. Yeah. She was a fun character. Uh-huh. And also, Strike Back is a Cinemax show, so it is a lot of guns, but there is a well, lot of- I love of, the way you describe it about uh, the, the sex stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, got, it's got like a lot of undercover missions in which people need to fuck, and I don't know how they get away with it, but I've, I rarely watch sex scenes in movies where you see the person come or see the person, <laughs> you see the person at least enter. Like, the initial, mean, the initial moment, like you're very aware of the initial moment of penetration. Always, the show really lets you know when it's like the woman is like, oh, 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 and like, and it's like, first of all, it's rarely like that with me, and secondly, <laughs> and secondly, this is intense because one minute ago this guy threw a grenade into a boat. <laughs> he is living life to the fullest right now, and. The other and it was so fun. They always had beautiful studs and uh, hot women in that show right. constantly. Um, and then in later seasons, characters were bi and stuff. It was so fun. It was like they were like, "Yeah, we know we're gonna keep fucking throughout this show." Yeah. But this show also featured huge action set pieces that were slightly limited by their budget, but like the sort of like down and dirty practical effect look of everything, like was just so it's so hard to explain because like they're obviously just shooting in like Eastern Europe, like we're just in Bosnia at like Hungary a, a, or someplace yeah, like an that. Empty yeah. business park. Right. And it's like, it's like, Oh, there's just a random old looking truck park there. It's like, we know yeah. for sure this thing is blowing up in like two minutes, <laughs> but they did actually blow shit up, which is right. the highlight. And like, cause a lot of these shows, and especially because I'll watch like foreign action movies and stuff and they'll do like the 
digital fire and digital explosion which is so obvious so obvious digital blood splatter not a fan of either even in like the cool gritty action movies well here's here it's funny that you say that because when you said the thing about they did a prequel season which i thought was weird on i mean it was it was good on strike back they had uh in the first season richard armitage who was uh who was he in in lord of the rings he, yeah he, in, he's uh, in the he, hobbit the he's Hobbit, later, sorry, yeah, yeah, he's he's Thorin Oakenshield in yes. in, uh, in the Hobbit, but he gets killed very early on in the first season of Strike Back, and then later on, it might have been the second season, I don't remember, but but maybe it was like the third or fourth. They do an entire season of what led up of about him of what led up to him being killed in that season, and I thought that was an interesting choice that they clearly had so developed that backstory in their minds that it was worth devoting an entire season to that. Yeah. And you're talking about digital effects. And that reminds me of another of my favorite, favorite action shows, which I can't remember if you watched it or not, but Spartacus on uh, stars in which they do do like a cartoonish level of digital effects. But on that show, I feel like, it totally works. It's like, part of the world. It, it feels yeah, like. yeah. And they're, they're sort of built in that it is 300 adjacent. It is cartoon adjacent. I was adjacent. thinking about that. It is very, in, it doesn't look exactly like 300, but it is very similar in some ways in that cartoonish aspect of Spart it. Spartacus is a little older than the shows we're talking about too. Yeah, and I feel like that yeah. was more a sign of the times of like, we could do digital blood. And I think if you're going to do digital blood, trying not to look realistic and trying to look crazy is the answer. Right. They totally embraced it. Um, but that was another show where they had the first season and then they did a prequel season of how did this guy end up running this school for gladiators so <laughs> yeah it's just weird to me that these shows are like so enmeshed in their own world that they can go backwards and forwards and still find interesting stories to tell i feel like going backwards for origin stories is like an old comic book trick because then you're not beholden to the continuity you've already created uh-huh and you can get like some of those uh like the thing I hate most in entertainment, like those prequel, like origin story. Han, Han, what? I'm alone. Okay. How about <laughs> solo? Like those dumb things that creators love to yeah. shoehorn into their shows. It's like, Hey, this Falcon, it's like a millennium, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Okay. Guys, shut up. But uh, that, that being said, I think also going back to origins, let you have, if you're going to do a prequel season, you could be like, Hey, major actor B and major actress a want to do one season prequel. You won't even have to do later. So right. like there's a little bit of like some behind the scenes and the show is already uh, uh, moderately successful. So you're yeah, not it, gonna, it's not going to fail. And you know, and, right, and, and, and unfortunately in Spartacus case, it was a practical decision too, because the actor, the, the, the star of the first season of the right. show who played Spartacus was dying of cancer. At yes. The time. Right. I told that totally. And so they, sense. so they, they, they decided to keep the crew on and keep making stuff. Uh, and, and ultimately ended up recasting him with a guy. I, and that was, that was weird too. Cause I was like, how could this guy be as good as the other guy? But he ended up be, being great. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I only watched it a little bit because Tiff was working at Stars at the time. So I, uh -huh. I like happened to catch it a few times or hear stories about it or whatever. 
One thing I do remember hearing was there was a little bit of drama because there was one scene that they filmed where in the background, having nothing to do with what was going on, right? A little person had a dildo on their head and was putting it in between, like in between a woman's legs, like uh-huh. strapped to his head, and was like head fucking a woman, and it was in the background of a scene. <laughs> well, I, my understanding, and I don't even know. Uh, probably I read this somewhere while I was watching the show, but it was shot down in New Zealand, and a lot of it is is intended to show the decadence of Roman society. Like here, they yeah, have yeah. these slaves that are fighting to the death, just for, for purely purposes for entertainment, yeah, of entertainment. And you know, it's about the decline of the Roman Empire. But I, my understanding is, so so they would have these big uh, uh, sort of feast scenes and orgy scenes and my understanding is that they hired like uh uh, sex clubs that were down in new zealand to be the extras (laughs) in this scene just to do whatever sex stuff they wanted to do in the background let your freak flag fly (laughs) we're paying sag extra rates you could fuck for 160 dollars 180 if we put fog in there yeah yeah um that's fun as hell because it does i would love crazy. to be like, on a set where the extras are always the weirdest uh group of oh crew, my God, group of yeah. people on a set there's always pockets of weird people on any big production extras is a kind of good gathering place for some real crazies and then adding that they're all a set i would love to work on spartacus be like i'm gonna go hang out with the extras those guys they're going fucking crazy in the green yeah yeah (laughs) sucking and fucking in the trailers and shit well that's also a weird you know what i what i didn't realize until i had because you know any any acting i've done in hollywood has been not extra but extra adjacent like right right same same uh, yeah so so i'm like with the extras but i have one line you right, know right. or whatever uh, and you get that one moment when they're like uh sean uh you know electrician you're, yeah, you're our electrician right. all right come with us and you uh, go and every one of the extras is like it's like the toy story characters the claw oh, yeah. he's chosen for a full seg day rate. I, I literally had I, I i worked on uh uh, uh war at home michael rapaport's show and i had uh actually had three scenes on that show which by the time they shot it was cut down to one line i think <laughs> Um, yeah, 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 exactly. And, and you have to justify it in your head of like, these are just writer's decisions. Like, it's just because I'm not important to the story. It has nothing to do with my acting at that rehearsal that we did yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and that's you know? the scary shit. That's where you can easily un- unfold yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when I was on that show, I had I had my own trailer. Like, all the extras were sitting in folding chairs, and I had my own trailer and it was just so amazing to a couple of these people like how did you get that how did you get to that and i was like i don't know how to explain this to you but like i am basically you we are the same like don't you know i'm not special yeah right uh but uh what i realized when i was doing some of that stuff i mean this was particularly in a show i did for spike where i was it was a Matt Walsh and Ian Roberts show called Players. I remember when that came out. <laughs> and I was uh, I was sitting at the bar the whole time. Like the whole thing took place in a bar. And I was a character, but I was like sitting at the bar with all the extras who were hanging out at the bar the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, these people are fucking crazy. Like they're, they're having these conversations about what they're going to do afterwards or where they're going to meet up or who's going to do what and whatever. And I was yeah. like. 
And, and they did this all the time. This was just a thing that they did on a regular basis. You know, I got to say, I've, I'm, I'm pulling back on the blanket. Extras are weird. Everyone that works in Hollywood is a little weird. Extras are in a large group and are actors. So they're forthcoming. They're chatty. They're talkative. So you hear a lot. I'm assuming yes. the sound guy is also a fucking freak, but he doesn't talk to you as much <laughs> as all the extras do. So what Fair I'm getting point. at is like, yes, it's like, yes. it's more about their, they're more readable. <laughs> like yes. They're like, hi, I hope to someday play a dead body on, you know, and it's like, like more on the surface. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's a, I, I was, a technically an extra on 30 rock for a few years we had like mm -hmm. slightly better treatment because we were ucb people and tina wanted us to play the writers right but we're constantly roped in with the uh extras and then on 30 rock the extras are all crew characters because it's a mate it's about a, sh a show about a show right. so you'll be at crafty talking to some dude with like a headset and a tool belt thinking, and you're, you're, thinking talking you're talking to, to like, the yeah. ad or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you're like oh this guy's like one of the carpenters and you're like blah blah and then he just says something <laughs> like well i gotta get home and feed my snake tonight and you're like oh right you're a fucking extra you freak. right right <laughs> um but you know people have to make a living i guess yeah <laughs> i no judgment i did it. yeah it's yeah. good it's it's money it's a life i was it's an weird. extra i was an extra on malcolm x back when uh spike lee shot that uh, are you serious yeah oh, that's awesome it was an open casting call and i went and uh because i was going to be an actor in hollywood and that was the way to do it was to go to an open casting call and uh <laughs> now it's uh do exercises on instagram until you get asked to be in a disney show <laughs> right uh but i still remember i worked 14 hours and i think i made 30 dollars for the day <laughs> because it was non-union so that was the last time i did that. Uh, hey at least you're on your feet in the cold new york street for that 14 yeah, hours yeah exactly yeah and There's, got a lot of screen time. Of yeah, screen I'm, got, time. I'm gonna look for you. I'm gonna watch Malcolm X again. <laughs> I watched it last night, but I wasn't looking for you, so I'm gonna watch it again tonight. It's hard to miss me. <laughs> um, the idea of like a new action TV series coming out is so thrilling, but I think the only way we're gonna see something like that is via uh, Star Wars and Marvel, unfortunately. You think it's just that big at this point that the, the, I, like I just feel like other shows are going to be aiming other places are going to be aiming to do like lower budget easier to do stuff and it's mm -hmm. like who's going to make big budget action TV series no one but Loki and fucking you know Mandalorian and Jedi right. Academy or whatever all of those shows right I mean and that's I my did... fear because I I want more. And and also it's a weird time to like want cop shows because it's like maybe cops because I you know I've watched every episode. Bosch is not action necessarily. It's funny I was thinking about that. There are some shows that are like action adjacent. Yeah, and like a little because I was thinking about shows like I mean this is definitely not an action show, but there is like like Deadwood, which is like an all time classic show, one of the best, but does have action elements to it. You know, um, yeah. or uh, uh, Rome was another HBO show, which I never watched that one. But yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. Uh, the Wire, like these kind of these kind of show. They're like, you know, that I think that word, the derogatory term people would throw around is like dad shows. They're like dad shows. And I have extreme dad 
taste for when it comes to entertainment. I guess I, I do too. I don't. I didn't if that's realize a stere- that. If that's but, a stereotype yeah. that I think I've heard before, is like Bosch is for dads by dads. You know right. what I mean? Because it's like right. the male lead is fifty eight, but is ex Vietnam and Gulf War. Whatever, you know, <laughs> inexplicably, <laughs> no idea how old Titus Welliver is in the show. Yeah, but we like. Those shows where it's like an old, older man who's capable because he's street smart and connected and has, <laughs> and it's like, it's that stupid male fantasy of like, look, I'm overweight, have high blood pressure. I but, can still do shit. Yeah, but I'm pretty fucking smart and I yeah. have connections and using my know how, I could solve cases and fight people. And like, and, and yeah, exactly. You know what? Shit. If it comes to throwing the hands, I know my way around. Yeah. Hey, know? I'm a big guy, aren't yeah. I? Like that attitude yeah. that te- these shows give you, like make you feel like a 80s blue collar dad. Right. <laughs> but, um, but Bosch, I love. Oh, so I was saying about Bosch. Yeah. Uh, Watching the last season of Bosch where it's like he's in trouble for previous cases where he fudged potentially fudged evidence and he's like going outside the law and stuff. And I'm like, why am I rooting for this guy? Like he's doing things I hate in society. And should I tweet about that? I don't like about cops. Right. I'm like, yes, but this show and I'm like, oh, it's copaganda not to, you know, use a buzzword, but right. That shit does work. It does. Yeah. Um, and and it also you know it also speaks to another problem with television, which is it's hard, it's really hard to sustain something for an extended period of time. For sure. Until I mean, even Banshee, which I loved. I mean, remember that last season? It was like, what the fuck is going on? It was it was the weakest season, and and maybe it's even more obvious to us because that was the season we were like, let's do a weekly episode of High and Mighty about the <laughs> yes. new Banshee episodes. And they'll come out the day after they air or whatever. Uh-huh. And then like Cinemax got involved and was like sending us guests. And we got, so they're probably somewhere on this feed. You could probably go back and find like, we had, ev- we had all the, the actual, we had all the people the actual, on. Yeah. Yeah. We had Tropper. We had this stunt coordinator. We had some of the actors on. Yeah. We had some of the directors. We had the guy who plays the neo-Nazi who's working like a ton these days. Uh, the handsome, oh, like the guy, the guy, guy who Nazi. became a cop. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The ex I just saw somebody. Movie. I just saw oh, <laughs> Wait, this, Paul Walter. Paul Walter Hauser was tweeting about him the other day about what a great actor he was. Yes, yes, that's where I saw it. Yeah, and, and I, I was and like, I, "Oh, that's the dude." Yeah, and 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 I still, I mean, that was such a vivid moment on that show, and it speaks again to, you know, how how wildly uh, over the top the show was, but in a way that made it interesting was. That guy, that character showing up with his swastika neck tattoo <laughs> to apply for a job at the police station. I know. And it's really funny that we like this character. And meanwhile, yes. like an ex white supremacist who becomes a cop is like what I think is maybe, you know, the worst thing of what's going wrong on. with society. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, and it's realistic and it's something right. that, but right. they play it and it's the fucking show is. They just do so, and I can't believe we listed all the different criminal elements and forgot the white supremacists from her. Like, right, it's right, right. also in addition to Amish, the actual Italian mafia, uh, elite level off the grid commandos, Native American mafia, Amish mafia, and the white supremacists are all there. <laughs> they just went down the list. I know. They were like, what other? It, it reminds me of like old, like 80s movies where, like, the gangs would be like almost like 
bebop and rock steady. You know what I mean? Like they'd have like they're like this is what John Carpenter thinks a punk looks like. It's right. Like, Whoa. Right. <laughs> well, it's like I don't think the five uh, gang members getting off the bus in the Bronx in your New York based movie would be five goofy white guys and like with like mohawks and fucking boom boxes. That's I watched not- <laughs> I, I watched just a few minutes of um not get shorty but the sequel to get shorty uh uh cadillac no Why no no, no. Uh, fuck what was the name of it i can't remember but uh anyway there's a scene where you know john travolta's character goes he, he, now he's not going to be in the movies anymore he's going to be a record producer be cool he, be cool that's it and yes, and, and he um he he finds this girl who's a singer and he's bringing he's bringing uh the record producer to see her sing and she's like i i I can just go into this community center they let me use their piano and they walk into the community center and it was so funny to me because i think the movie came out in like 2005 and they walk into this community center and there's a group of like 25 urban youths in there crumping to music and they all have metallic face paint on and it just reminded me so much of like those 80s movies where every punk had like weird face paint and like yeah. And they're like a weird mohawk and like a glasses that had one sunglass one yes. non-sunglass like the in the Back to the Future, in Biff's cronies, the guy with 3D glasses, I feel like in the 80s, a lot of movies extrapolated out that guy into gangs where it's yeah, like yeah. the person has one catcher's glove on. It's like inexplicably. <laughs> <laughs> he watched the Warriors, so now he's uh, in, yeah, the, exactly, in the exactly. baseball They're all Furies baseball or whatever furies. it was. Yeah. <laughs> what about, are there any other, I clicking through Netflix, uh, sc- scrolling through because we were kind of texting each other earlier on about recording this of like oh maybe we should both try to watch a show and of course like we never followed show. through yeah, of course not I don't have time Who, ain't nobody got time you had a Peloton it. bike delivered I had to make coffee you <laughs> <Yeah. know. laughs> two two things that are very passive but took both of us our full day leading up to this moment <laughs> 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 two very easy tasks it sounds like but not for us but <laughs> so I was surfing through Netflix trying to see what's going on and they have a ton of action adjacent shows or, you know, like Vikings, Barbarians, Norse. Like there's so many shows that's like, will this scratch my sword and shield? itch? Right. And then I, I tried watching. I think it was Vikings that I tried watching a few months ago. I watched like eight episodes. But they do really focus a lot on the drama. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like that. And I know from doing tv now or being near other people doing tv but like extra adjacent yeah extra adjacent you do know that like it's easier to film like it's cheaper to film talking scenes it's like we got to make we got to shoot 20 of these episodes we got to some fucking talking right and so it's a lot of like and then especially in action shows and a good example of this talk about action adjacent and being let down by it over the long run sons of anarchy is a good example too right 
FX had a few that were like, okay, this is whole, the shield. This is giving me some vibes here. This is giving about crooked cops and you still root for the hero the whole time. <laughs> Something <laughs> more propaganda than I loved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because the shield was made no bones about the fact that this was a bad person Yeah, from the first episode, the pilot, again, another show that I've had my pilot classes watch sometimes. Great pilot. Because the pilot is incredible, but it is very clear that that is a bad, a terrible person from the first episode but then what happens is over the course of the show there are certain times and certain situations where you need that terrible person to do the things <laughs> that need to be done to enforce the law yeah and it's you can't like, help hundred percent propaganda yeah you know? yeah I was say, you can't help but think that that taught a bunch of people that are like well he's a piece of shit cop but he gets, he gets it done. Out. Yeah, I know. And it's like, no, that no, is no. even that is even in the pilot, like in the pilot, they try to elicit a confession from a guy and they can't get it because because he's kidnapped a little girl or something like that. Right, right, right. They can't get him to confess. And so they send uh, uh, Vic Mackey in. With a you know, with a telephone book and a bottle of whiskey or something, and <laughs> it's implied that he just beats the shit out of guy out of the guy. But he, you know, and the captain who the the the, the moral center of that universe in the pilot is like, I'm gonna get Vic, I'm gonna get him. But then when it comes time to find out what's going on, he's like, Get me Vic, I need Vic to go in there. And, <laughs> I know. You know. Let's turn the cameras off. We don't want to see what he does. And. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fucked up message, you know? Yeah, it's so fucking weird. And this is the shit. And this is sort of indicative of other stuff, but like, and not exactly on topic, but I feel like a lot of people in charge and vocal in the, in society and the government are people who were raised on the same shit that we were raised on. Yeah. But we have like the, whatever, the intellectual acumen, the, bullshit detector speak, speak for yourself yeah yeah yeah. I, I, I never used the word intellectual in speaking for myself <laughs> <laughs> except for how do you spell intellectual <laughs> but like i watch like i don't think that paul kersey and death wish is the answer i right. know i'm like but there are people i mean trump's favorite movie was blood sport you know what i mean I, like I, I didn't even know that that makes me like him even less I know it's like, the fact that we have to say, I, I think it was Ian Carmel tweeted something like this way back in the day, but it just burned in my head. He's like, if you told me that there was going to be a president that has fucked porn stars and wanted to create a space army, I would tell you he's my favorite president ever. Yeah. But of course it's this guy. Turns out. <laughs> it's yeah. The fucking monster. It's the evil right. fucking, but that being said, I don't, I swear I'll send you the article. I saw it somewhere, but he has an edited VHS copy of Bloodsport with the talking scenes taken out. It's just only the fights that he is on Air Force One with him. <laughs> I wish I had thought of that idea first because now I can't do it. <laughs> no, no, bummer. I was going to fly around in Air Force One <laughs> and reveal that it was my office the whole time when I fight <laughs> eventually fight Hood. But I feel like a lot of these shows are what we were raised on because where I'm from Long Island and in New York in general, there's a sort of like Long Island, especially is like a sort of like police worship. And yeah. everybody wants to grow up to be a cop, carry a gun, stop crime. I want to work out so I can handle myself in a fist fight and blah, blah, blah. And I think it just like, we've gone too far, like in the love of that and like in the love of military violence and stuff. And I think 
all these movies that are propaganda, whether it's U.S. Feed military. Yeah. yeah, they feed that. And some of us can be like, I like watching Spartacus blood in the sand. I now will go teach my writing class. <laughs> and then some of us watch Spartacus blood in the sand and say, like, I am a golden warrior here to defend the honors and virtues of mankind. It's like, yeah. whoa, we're different. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I do feel like there is an element of it. I mean, I do enjoy I hate to say this, but I do enjoy the cartoonish violence of that stuff. You Me know, too. it's like fun to watch that stuff happen, knowing full well that it is not real and yeah. not something that I would ever be a part of. You know, I don't want to ever shoot someone. Right. <laughs> I have no um, that like my desire for like being in a movie carrying an AR-15. Yes, I, I will cop that I want to cosplay as these guys. <laughs> right. I, I will I will admit to that. And that's something that's wrong with me and that's something that's another probably a little when you right. when you pull out to society wide it's a little bit of a problem. But it's also but but I also feel like that's part of like what makes you want to be an actor is like are these other things you can right. inhabit <laughs> these other personalities you can be Without actually having to deal with the repercussions of it. Yeah, I'm not know? standing on the fucking WeHo City Hall with my fucking Hawaiian shirt and machine gun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not you're not marching up the steps of the Capitol building with your <laughs> AR-15, no, which you home. are allowed to have. <laughs> I'm at home emailing UTA, going, "Hi, I would also <laughs> be down to have one line in a beat." That th this is where my and if anyone listening to this is working on these action series is shooting a, a, a B action movie in Budapest right now. And you think you need like a big heavy set guy to play a heavy, a, a bartender, a, 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 to be some comic relief to get his neck snapped after one line. I want to be that person. Yeah. And I don't, I know I'm not that famous, but I have a little bit of a juice do you put random fucking people in these movies? Put right. me in one of them. <laughs> right. Give it to give it to Gabrus. Come on. Yeah. I, I'm so ready for that. I'm ready to just shoot stuff that I want to shoot that is like humiliating and embarrassing where it's like, yeah, Gabrus <laughs> is shooting some weird thing where he plays like a, an old Spartan warriors coming back to fight. Show is awful. It's pretty exploitative of him. and He's constantly nude and being berated on the show, but he's so pumped to carry a sword. <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. I don't know what's wrong with him. He just yeah, loves it. We No one knows what's wrong with him. I wish we had a hundred guys like him. <laughs> Um, but, but that's I the do shit feel I want to like, do next. I want to yeah. play. I want to play in this world that I love so much. It's like I like. I work in television ostensibly on paper. I technically I say I work in television. <laughs> you have an IMDb <laughs> profile. Yeah, this last year would tell you otherwise. But yeah. yeah, I. No one can say I haven't been in five different college humor videos. <laughs> that, that being said, it's like I also love these action shows. How come I can't find like a way to be the funny guy in one episode of Warrior? <laughs> like right. I would love to be one scene in Warrior, play a racist cop who's oh, another show I really liked is about how racist America was against uh Chinese people that movie. Yeah. That's another John Tropper show. And another it's great. It's yeah. even more martial arts focused because it's sort of loosely based on uh writings of Bruce Lee. Right. And the guy that they got to play Assam, the Bruce Lee sort of uh proxy. Stand in, yeah. So good. Yeah, he's a really charming actor, a really talented athlete, and he's 
devastatingly handsome. Like he's like cartoonishly good looking. <laughs> Here, here's another. I mean, uh, you know, talking about like why do I love these shows? And yeah, it's silly, it's absurd. I do enjoy the cartoonish violence, all that stuff. But like with Warrior, <laughs> like I guess I'm trying to say for me, some of the time, some of it sometimes, as you said you said intellectual acumen. I would say it's like an intellectual exercise. So like when I watched warrior and the thing they do in warrior is they have, it's all about uh, San Francisco and about Chinatown in San Francisco back at the turn of the 20th century. I don't remember exactly the time, but it's around that time. Yeah, It's like early 1900s. Yeah. Um, 1800s, something like that. And the, the way they do the show is that when the the Chinese people are talking amongst themselves. They speak English fluently. But when there's white people around them, they switch to Chinese. And it kind of flawlessly goes back and forth between – and I just was like – that hit me so hard as such a fucking cool thing to do. So of like, smart. So, so Instead enjoyable. of like – I mean I guess there's probably a million ways you could do it, but – yeah, it was just it was so seamless and so interesting. You to know? go one step further, they they speak nearly unaccented English in the right. scenes where they're all supposed to be talking to each other in Chinese. And then when American characters are in the scene, they speak with accented English as if they are Chinese yes. immigrants. Right. So they're doing it's, three different ways of yeah, speaking. Yeah, exactly. There's three time. different three different uh styles. They're either uh talking in unaccented English, accented English, or Chinese, Cantonese, and, Mandarin. And, and, I don't and know. To be clear, the, the unaccented, their their Chinese accents are horrible. I could tell that. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, like, I have a lot to say about these Asian American right. actors' Chinese accents. Me and Sean but Conroy the, but weighing the, in. <laughs> <laughs> but the unaccented English is because in those moments they're actually they're actually speaking, speaking Chinese. Chinese so to, to them, each other. So there's right. no accent, and. I don't know. I just find decisions like that are so interesting to me. It's like Hunt for Red October. They kind of do that in Hunt for Red October, too. There's just like the moment where Sean Conroy is uh, speaking like Sean Connery, Sean Conroy. I I, I watched this really weird cut. I watched this really weird cut. It was Malcolm X meets uh, Hunt for Red October, Sean Conroy. Here's the thing. We're going to take this submarine down. <laughs> Sean Connery is like speaking Russian with subtitles. And then at the end of it, he's just like, and tonight we shall like, and he just switches to English with a slight Russian I do remember accent. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the subtitles goes away and the rest of the movie is just right. in English on the boat. Yeah. On right. the submarine. That's very, and the other fun thing about war, I think if you're cool, you call a submarine a boat. You say, you know, like you, you're very familiar Get on with the boat, it. bro. Yeah. Let's say, hey, look, we're going to take the boat down underneath, you know, <laughs> yeah. Captain Nemo's boat. We're going to jump on, go down <laughs> 500 or so leagues. Uh, the um, warrior is really fun too, because it is a time period not shown on TV a lot. And it's right. like, it's sort of slightly post Western in a way, but there is a Western episode. There is. Yeah. One. yeah and exactly. that's one of the like, best again, ones. Yeah. Again. And I, and I attribute this to Jonathan Tropper of being like, what's the most fun we could have in this world. So we're in San Francisco. It's the early 1900s, but there's still not far from there. Places that retain that flavor of that the frontier. Old West. Yeah. 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 And, they, and so they, let's have them go to one of those places and have like a standalone episode that takes place there oh, the with show, a gunfight and a you know all the 
and all the Western tropes. And we see uh, what's his name? This Uncle June. What's his name? The, the Uncle June. Yeah, Uncle June. And then the, the who's his buddy? The the guy who's like his his way into the gang. Uncle yeah, June's son, his, whatever his name is, his Little name. June yeah. or something. Yeah, June. yeah. Um, young June. Young June. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And Young June is such a cool character, and the, he's a real like that. His look is like rockabilly. Asian martial like and he carries two knives or two axes and it's such a cool vibe and uh, sorry now I'm all over the place but my the highlight of warrior for me that finale of season two is got like a huge or maybe it's episode nine I think it's it's the second to last episode yeah the huge street brawl where like the racists are storming into Chinatown yeah and then Asan and little and and young June look at each other and it's like we have to defend Chinatown (laughs) and in this sequence there's a random shot of like some little shopkeep defending himself from like a group of uh white racist people coming in to fuck their shit up and he's got nunchucks and he's kind of not great with them. Mm-hmm. And then they get taken out of his hand. The guy turns around and it's a Psalm. And now yes. a Psalm has been our Bruce Lee proxy the whole time. And if you're a Bruce Lee head, you love when he gets the nunchucks and enter the dragon or fists of fury when he gets them. Cause he's so good with them. And we just get a straight up sequence kind of like hero shot of a Psalm doing a little nunchuck kata and ending in that famous Bruce Lee nunchuck pose with like the fingers right and the chain extended and and I am watching this alone and I literally <laughs> I literally go oh like clapping like oh fuck here so, we go so fun yeah so and 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 you know again it's like an organic moment to the story it's like earned instead of just let's have him show off his skills with the nunchucks right. it's but it's also you know, a little bit of like, if you're doing the Bruce Lee thing, we should it's probably have a cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's, and that's what I like about it is that it works in the show. Right. And, and I guess the reason I brought that up, Sean, is because I think that's what I'm chasing in my love of action TV shows and movies is the moment where you go like, Oh, here we go. It's on now. Or whole like uh, one, another one that comes back in another show we we're talking about is strike back. It's one of their earlier seasons. There's a scene where they're driving a plane. So a plane is escaping with the hatch open and they're in a Jeep and they're chasing it or they're in a plane stopping a Jeep. But what's happening is they're having a casual conversation of like, well, we got to get, but pulling pins on grenades and throwing them <laughs> out of the Jeep. And as like the bad guys are swerving out of just explosion <laughs> after explosion. And I'm just losing it watching. I'm like, this is so, this is what I want in a TV show. Yeah. Guys yeah. casually having like, well, maybe if your aim was better while pulling pins, like having a basket of grenades at hand is like right. exactly the shit. And you could picture the strike back creators being like, that could be really fun because we could do this thing on the thing. It's like, oh, we can have ton- Oh, yeah, we'll set up the crate of grenades that's in the back of the Jeep so these guys can play with that. It's like, I just love... There's always like a scene where it's like, uh, have you driven... Have you operated a machine gun like that before? It's like, no, sir. And it's like, well, we know he's getting in it eventually. <laughs> that's right, such a right. highlight. <laughs> yeah. Chek- Chekhov's ha- grenade box. <laughs> <laughs> Not Chekhov from Star Trek, but Chekhov no, no. from Russian literature. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. As in the, the Chekhov's gun. Yes. Um, Conroy, yes. do you have any action recommendations or shit? Because this is what I'd like to do to end here. I would love to tell listeners of High and Mighty, the shitheads, if you haven't watched Banshee yet, 
Now's the fucking time. A hundred percent. It's on HBO Max. If you have it, it's very easy. But I want the listeners to reply to the tweet that I'll put out for this episode or that Ham Gabris will put out um, with action shows they like that they're watching right now. New, old, whatever. I just need foreign, domestic. I just need Rex. I want to get to into some of these shows. Right. Um, the one, the one that everyone keeps recommending to me currently is Gangs of London, which is the guy who directed the raid made a action TV series for BBC about like criminal gangs or whatever. Oh, cool. And I could only find the first two episodes. I watched them for free on like the AMC app or something, but mm-hmm. the uh, the remaining six or eight episodes are all on AMC plus like a paid monthly. And I'm like, don't know. Doesn't have I, a paid service at this point. I'd rather pay the $20 to rent the season to buy the season. Yeah, like I, I yeah. then pay three dollars a month for 12 months to maybe have watched this one like right and it's just not for sale right now so but if besides gangs of london if anyone has any recos to throw out please Mm -hmm. and sean have you caught anything good recently well here here's two i'll I'll recommend two things and i feel like one maybe they're both action adjacent not necessarily 100 percent action um and i think they're both i think they were both epics shows which who the hell has epics? Nobody has that. Not this guy. Uh, the one channel I don't up, have. Keeping up my tradition of only watching stuff on on networks that nobody else has. Um, but one was a show called Condor. Oh, no. Sorry. That was not on epics. That was on the audience network. <laughs> Even uh, weirder. <laughs> yeah. It keeps, getting, it keeps getting weirder. I think it's on Amazon Prime now, though. And I'm not sure if it's free or if you have to pay for it. But uh it's called Condor, and it's actually based on I, – I don't remember if it's based on the movie or based on the novel. Of that Three the movie Days was of the Condor? Based, yeah, Three Days of the Condor was the movie, and then Six Days of the Condor, I think, was the novel. But it's it's the same story, but as a TV series. Oh, that's like one of my favorite movies. And uh, it's really – again, I've only watched it once, so I can't 100% commit to saying it's great. But I enjoyed it the one time I watched it, and I do want to watch it again at some point just because I always reserve judgment until I've seen things at least a couple of times. Um, But it's, you know, obviously you know the beginning of the story, which is the guy goes out to lunch or goes out to get coffee or something. He works for the CIA. He comes back, and everybody in his station has been murdered. Yeah, he's like an him. analyst guy. Yeah, yeah, except <laughs> for him. And then they're after trying to kill him, and that's the that's it. That's the whole premise, right that's all there. You need. <laughs> is he's trying to stay alive, and it's uh, you know, who's great in it is um, uh, Brendan Fraser. Isn't oh, it? Oh fuck! I had no yeah. idea. That's cool. And uh, and uh, what's his name from? Uh, I'm not going to think of his name anyway. A couple of really good actor actors and actresses are in it. Um, and I think it was supposed to get a second season. And then I think COVID kind of put the kibosh on that. Uh, but that's one I would recommend. And then the other one is a show that was on that. I think this one definitely was on epics or no, maybe it was HBO. No, sorry. Maybe it was ABC. Um, but it was a show called Berlin station. Oh yeah. I've heard some people recommend that. And uh, I really enjoyed that as well. Again, some people you would definitely recognize. In fact, Richard Armitage is in that show as oh, well. Oh, awesome. I like um, him. He's really great in it. And uh, the guy, uh, I'm going to 
but uh, uh, anyway, it's got some great some great actors, and the stories are fun. So Condor and Berlin Station. I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying, I haven't really watched a good action series lately. I guess The Mandalorian is uh, is their action adventure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sean, we got to get you Disney Plus so you can watch it. I think you would dig it. <laughs> I've <laughs> like, heard that from a number of people uh, that I have to get Disney yeah, Plus one for of the a variety most, of reasons. Yeah, 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 it's one of the most popular show uh, shows of all time. But yeah. Uh, and so you have a podcast that I do. Uh, I have is a coming podcast back with another season. Yes. Uh, in fact, you and I recorded an episode that we didn't actually end up recording. So that one, we did an episode (laughs) for nobody, for me, you and your producer. (laughs) Yes. And it was, it was great. I I I enjoyed myself and we'll do another. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, so my podcast is called Sean Conroy gets happier. I'm hoping to probably won't have started by the time this episode comes out, but will within the next week or two after that, and will be available in all the usual podcast places. Um, I also publish a newsletter on a regular basis uh, that some people seem to enjoy. Other people seem to detest. Uh, <laughs> Find so, out which one you are. <laughs> yeah. So go to my website, seanconroy.com, and you can subscribe to the newsletter there. Um <laughs> And you don't and, have to let Sean know if you love it or despise it. But you, you can. can. I'm <laughs> yeah. open to those conversations, uh, especially if you detest it. That always that always gets me going. Um, <laughs> so those are my things. Those are the things. Oh, and I also have a podcast called The Long Shot that I'm been doing back. for. Yeah, The Long Shot is back. We we started it up again. Um, Hell yeah! And it's been really fun. It's 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 weird because I I think we actually talked about this on the on the Phantom episode that didn't get recorded, uh, <laughs> but how much these conversations have become important during this time of isolation. So it's not just about the podcast; it's about connecting with the people that <laughs> right, I enjoy right. connecting with. You know, the low um, show po people. So yeah, the long shot, and uh, uh, it's just been really good for my mental health to connect with those people on a regular basis Fuck. you know yeah dude same just talking to someone for one hour a week about whatever dumb fucking topic is right like, this is exciting for me it's yeah. either this or i'm talking to my dog unbroken for like 12 hours a day so this is a you nice named your dog unbroken yeah <laughs> he well he's one was named unbreakable for the m night Shyamalan movie uh-huh. and then lady in the water kind of tarnished it so i switched him to unbroken invictus Invictus. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I'm a rugby guy. I love that's one of. Oh two no! Movies. I think Invictus is broken but unbowed. It is yeah. actually broken. Uh, Invictus is one of two movies in which Matt Damon plays rugby. The other is The Departed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene in which he plays rugby uh, in the NYPD FDNY. I the departed. The departed. The departed. The fucking departed. The. Um, Sean Conroy. Thank you so much. Check out John. his podcast. Sean Conroy gets happier and long shot, long shot podcast. I always say low show po. Yeah. You know I mean? No, that's yeah. the, that's the cool. Again, it's like calling a submarine a boat. If you're, if yeah, you're I'm just cool, if like you're that. on the inside. Yeah. You know, if that you, it's low show po. The Venn diagram of someone cool is not only listens to long shot podcast, but knows the fucking shorthand. And then also knows to call a sub a boat. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do you know that I got, uh, I was going on tour in 2017. So I got, custom license plates that said Losho Po so that <laughs> as I was driving around, you know, I was driving around the country for like three months and I was like, oh, it'll be fun for people to listen to the show to see that I have Losho Po as my license plate. 
what I didn't really understand was that they would not arrive until I returned from being on tour. So, got, so now you have them. I got, I've since gotten rid of them, but I did for a long time have low show po license plates just driving around Los Angeles where people must, you know, must have just been like, what the fuck is that? Oh uh, yeah. I love the dumb license plates here in LA. You get yeah. someone's like showrunner. You're like, Oh yeah. Oh, Larry David. Hey, Number you know. one on the call sheet. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Check out Action Boys, uh, my other podcast, or Gino Lombardo show. And check out Gabrus.com or Gabrus.com slash shirts if you want shirts and all that jazz. Thank you for listening. And bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's got a lot of heart. Immensely irregular. <laughs> now, somewhere... Somehow, someone's going to pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. There's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with this Xenomorphs. You know, what? I don't hate them, but I pity the roommate. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.